Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I'm joined as always by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes down there in Rockville Center, Frank Elasia. Frank, how are you doing today? Doing fine, Deacon. How's everything? Everything is great. And because your friend, Father Rock, has been suggesting this topic for months now, today we're going to talk about joy, our awareness of it, and the potential for it in our lives. Now, synonyms for joy are bliss or elation, but joy seems to be elusive. I mean, we desire it and we reach for it, but it seems to be, what, unsustainable. And it's not the same as happiness. So start us off, Frank, what is joy? No, I think you're right. There is a distinction to be made between happiness and joy. But I think joy is really, it's choosing to place our joy where it properly belongs. And that's in doing what God wants us to do, whether we feel like it or not. You know, in calling us to himself, he is calling us to joy. Amen. I mean, everywhere in the Bible, from the Psalms and Proverbs to the letters and in the Gospels, we're called to be joyful which is more like a quiet inner peace, sort of an assuredness of the presence of God. It's in us already, sort of waiting to be discovered or tapped into. So I mean, joy transcends what's going on externally. Yeah, it's not determined by our state of mind or the situation we're in. It's deeper than happiness or unhappiness. It's really something to be chosen. Right. God calls us to that. I mean, we've all heard the phrase, right? Rejoice in the Lord. If you want to do this, be joyful in the midst of everything, because it is God who sends us, you know, trials as well as our blessings, right? Right. You know, in the Declaration of Independence, uh, it refers to the rights given to us by the Creator, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is great. But joy precedes that by connecting us to the truth, really, the meaning and purpose of our lives. So it endures hardships and trial. I mean, we pursue happiness, but we choose joy. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when we speak about joy, we, we're not talking about an emotion. Right. You know, I feel this and I feel that. It's, 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 it's something deeper than that, right? I mean, happiness doesn't bring joy, right? Joy is not a byproduct of happiness. Joy is something grander than happiness. Yes. It, it's really the fruit of the spirit, according to St. Paul, along with love and peace and kindness. And when we find joy in ourselves, it's infused with comfort, and it's wrapped in peace. It's an attitude of the heart, and it's intentional, Frank, like discipleship. Yeah, it, it is. And, and the saints radiated uh, the, oh, this yeah. immense happiness in their vocation, the joy which, despite suffering, fears, and disappointment, springs from their communion with the Lord, Right. You know, we stop pursuing when we stop pursuing little gods and seek the living God out, our joy will increase. You always like to mention the saints. And how about Philip Neary, the patron saint of joy? He was a 16th century man, the time of the Protestant and Catholic reformations. So he was a mystic and a missionary, a priest, and he was a prophet. And he lived in Rome, which was deeply in need of reform and spiritual renewal at that time. And he became well-known for using the virtue of affability 
and a spirit of joyfulness to guide people to a holier life. He said, cheerfulness strengthens the heart and helps us to persevere. A servant of God ought always to be in good spirits. Yeah, the saints, the saints are great examples. I mean, they have such deep faith and it takes a leap of faith. You know, we can't have God cheaply. We can't hold anything back. You know, God will work if we just let him. We have to give him control. And that's what God wants, wants for me. Now, it's not, it's a relief to not always feel like we have to control the situation because that's really an, an illusion. I like that. Yeah, at the Last Supper, the Lord said, if you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. The cause for joy is the union of Jesus with his disciples. Yeah, and he expresses it over and over again in the Gospels. Whoever loses his life will save it. And St. Benedict suggests, unless there is an abandonment to God in a concrete situation, a particular environment, then God and joy will not be found. You know, we end up hopping from one thing to the next. And joy can't be found that way. We all want happiness for the highest good, but often we go about it in a very wrong way. You know, to be godly is a good goal, but we often use the wrong means to achieve this goal. Too often we want God to conform to us rather than the other way around. And in modern society today, you might say the new mantra is I must increase, he must decrease. Yes, yes. I love Paul, too, uh, in, in speaking about joy. He's speaking before the Sanhedrin in the Acts of the Apostles, and a dispute breaks out between the scribes and the Pharisees, and they have to take him down to the prison compound for his protection. And in chapter 23, verse 11, it says, the following night, the Lord stood by him, Paul, and said, take courage, be of good cheer, for just as you have borne witness to my cause here, so must you also bear witness in Rome. And I think the lesson here is that as we continue our mission as evangelists spreading the good news, we cannot be downhearted. So in the face of everything, we have good news. And as Paul says to all of his followers, be of good cheer. Right. My, my cousin went to uh, Oxford with a, a nun, a Sister Mary David. And I mean, she's a great example of what being joyful is. Uh, she was dying when she was writing her book and dying of cancer, terrible suffering for years. And she said, she said, what is stable in our life is not our interior state, but our commitment. It is the committed person who can transcend his own feelings. We must be committed to Christ, his church and his teachings. What she's saying is that's where real joy comes from. And after she passed away, the nuns um, actually entitled the book, the joy of God. And it's a great, uh, great book. You know. Oh, that's nice. Um, well, listen, at the visitation itself, Elizabeth said to Mary when she arrived, for at the moment, the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. So Frank, let's always be joyful when Jesus arrives. Yeah. huh? No, you're right. Remember, it takes no greater effort to be joyful every day than to be miserable. I like it, Frank. Folks, don't forget to like us or follow us and send us an email at anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. That's anycatholicconversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot, and I'll talk to you next time, okay? God bless. Thanks, Deacon.